Welcome to Speak Sex. I am your host, Eve Eurydice. Um, I actually wanted to, before I introduce my guests, I wanted to tell them a couple of things about the podcast, as I often do. Um, I am a Greek from the island of Lesbos, so I'm actually a born lesbian, which is one of the most simple reasons that I became conscious of sex and words, like from age zero, <laughs> right? Because I, I had to like hide in kindergarten the fact that I was a lesbian because it was so dirty, and it took me like I don't know 16 years to like come out as a lesbian with a capital L, right? So, and of course, my whole idea of like who I am, born with this extra <laughs> sexualized, you know, aspect um, affected me forever. So I've worked on sexuality. I, I write books on it. I um, have uh, sex advice, sex columns. Um, a lot of my art is based on sexuality and particularly female sexuality. And I started this podcast as my response to the Me Too movement. So it really began... Um, because I felt the need to speak about it and make sure it lasts, right? Because we've had like two other feminist waves that kind of like achieved a couple of things and then died off. Um, and my idea and hope f for this podcast is that as people listen, they will become more comfortable speaking about sex, learning words that they may have not had access to so that they can talk to their partners during, ahead, you know, uh, and not just depend on whatever, uh, feelings and little physical cues and, you know, uh, not, 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 not worry that they should say no when they mean yes and, you know, all that bullshit that that we've been playing with that's so murky that now, you know, it's hard to know like what's harassment and what's not, right? Mm -hmm. So for the sake of like both men and women, not just women, I feel that it's important that we develop this consciousness about all things sexual and talk about them, you know, super comfortably. So first I wanna uh, promote the party and then I'll go ahead and introduce them. The party is called Boudoir Surreal and it's a masquerade gala. Um, so it's kind of like a pre-Halloween gala. It's inspired by the Rothschild Illuminati Ball with uh, Salvador Dali, which I'm sure we'll hear a little more about, that mm -hmm. ball. And it's this Saturday, October 19, in Wynwood. You can find it on Instagram, and then if you're interested, you can buy tickets, and the location will be announced, I guess, last minute. Um, and... Um, my first guest and main organizer is um, Ian, who is who practices um, karma rope shibari. Mm -hmm. So he um, specializes in self-suspension, and he's also very passionate about introducing new kings to people, including and especially rope bondage. So his style is focused on creating and modifying ties that are unique, safe, comfortable, and I expect attractive aesthetically, right? Because like the, the thing I know most about Shibari is that it looks so hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know that should be mentioned. So and he has performed and given instruction at many play parties and dungeons, you know, around the United States and America, and he's now living in South Florida, right? So welcome, Ian. And my other guests are a couple uh, who from France, Catherine or Catherine and Serge. 
um, Gask, and they are the creators of Hip Tantra. Um, and they'll tell us all about it. And they have a space here in uh, Miami, and they specialize in coaching of couples, uh, groups, individuals, in any issue regarding intimacy. Um, and they also participate in events, and they will be at the party on Saturday. They're going to do like a Tantra Puja circle, right, to get everybody to open up so they can play. Um, so welcome to the podcast. I would, uh, I'll start with you, Ian. Um, I would love to know a little bit more about your journey. So <laughs> it's always like, you know, the, sec the sexualized version of like the hero's journey, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> I started here and I found the rope and here I am. Yeah, so um, um, well, thank you very much. You know, I'm, I'm very excited to be here with Kat and Serge and, and you, you realized it's a real pleasure. I'm very grateful to help uh, promote boudoir, surreal uh, things. So I, you know, I've been in these different communities for about four or five years. I first found... Um, First, my kinks were, have changed over time, the ones I focused on. First, it was exhibitionism. Then it was the rope bondage, going to parties and different, and exploring and learning more about how to do things, um, in a safe and pleasurable way and, you know, that everybody left being happy with. And, um, you know, now I, I've really come to like fruition. I worked for an event in DC called, uh, Boudoir Bohem. And mm -hmm. It's very successful. They mm -hmm. have a party once a month, and they have mm -hmm. private parties. All I think they have two or three parties a month. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I saw how we have an, there's an amazing organizer there, and how he how he did things. And I learned from him. I said, you know what? I see how these parties are done. I really think it's time for me to go off on my own and do my own thing. So I mean, you know, I'm investing, and I believe in this. I quit my job, and and I'm I'm very excited about it. And you know, it, it, it it's really happening, which is amazing to me. We didn't even know if it was. We didn't really know yeah. if it was really gonna happen, but it really is. I, I promise it is. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's really so, happening. You know, we have a venue booked, amazing performers, um, uh -huh. a whole lineup of special performances and activities for people, and you know, and everyone's gonna be trained and and learning and special techniques to help everybody feel special and uh -huh. and have the right kind of experience that they need to have when they're ready to have it. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'm so grateful to the community for helping this happen. Yeah, that's so. great. Okay, so, but you didn't tell me enough about your journey. About so my you journey? started with exhibitionism, <laughs> and then so, how well, did you get to the rope? So, exhibition, kind of so rope? I love, uh -huh. I, I'm a, before I was doing this, I was a, I'm a rope bondage artist, uh -huh. and I teach classes once a month in Miami, in North Miami Beach, uh -huh. or Bell Harbor. Uh -huh. And we, um, what, what's, you know, what's, what's great about ropes is I love the way it feels. You know, some people, um, some people are, um, uh, you could say that there's two kinds of rope tops. So uh -huh. a rope top type ties other people. Uh -huh. There are sadistic rope tops who enjoy uh -huh. pain and control and domination. Uh -huh. But I'm more of like a, a sensual rope top. Uh -huh. I, I wrote about that in the description. Uh -huh. So um, I love the way ropes feel. I love, you know, pulling ropes across people's skin. I love when they give me the control over them. Uh -huh. And the, the, it, it's amazing what you can do with, with a piece of rope. You can make something so beautiful and, and help so you help someone feel empowered. Uh -huh. And that's what people tell me after that I've tied them up. Uh -huh. And, and they're, I'm always grateful when that happens. They so. feel empowered by the fact that 
they were no, able to no, sit with it wearing the ropes piece. it's it's like Stillness? it's like wearing it's it's like wearing like a like a like a, a piece of um medieval armor almost mm-hmm. it feels like it's protecting you like you can mm-hmm. do things like you have power it it's mm-hmm. it's an empowering experience mm-hmm. so. so it's a kinetic type of bondage they can still move around and yes yes mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. restraining we do i can do restraining ties too mm-hmm. but most people are say oh i don't know i don't like that but when they're wearing the rope ropes ropes also um they they give you a, a, a special sensation. They yeah. release a hormone called mm-hmm. oxytocin, which mm-hmm. is the love hormone. That's right. Yeah. It's like getting a it's like getting a hug, but it's like constantly getting a hug. Mm-hmm. So you get this huge rush and this huge 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 feeling that of amazingness from it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's silk ropes. So it, my ropes are are synthetic nylon mm-hmm. ropes, so they're very soft. Mm-hmm. And you brought the sound for a little show and tell. I did bring some. Okay. Yes. So yeah. can we see them? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Yeah, I, f- I feel that, you know, a lot of people are interested in the idea of it, but find it difficult to take that first step, you know, like, where do you buy them? And how do you, you know, go out of, like, your comfort zone, which is you imagining things or talking to your partner about them and actually learn something. Um, so, oh, white, interesting. White purity. Hmm. Okay, let us feel this. Oh yeah, it's super soft and and pretty thick. Like, what's the circumference of this? They're three eighths inch ropes. Yeah, triple twisted nylon ropes. Right, interesting. Okay, so where did you uh, study? Where did you? Where did I learn to yeah, do this? Yeah. Um, going to parties in New York City and mm-hmm. watching other people mm-hmm. and then practicing on myself. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I, I specialize in self-suspension mm-hmm. so I can tie myself up and hang from things. And I, I love the way that feels for some reason. I don't, I don't I can never, I remember I discovered it like a few years ago and I said, this is amazing. You know, yeah. this is, it was a great experience. Yeah, that's a very special thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think there are that many people who self-suspend no, it's, it's, yeah, it's and self-tie. Rare. Yeah, <laughs> it takes like a, an extra facility yeah. to actually, yeah. yeah but, but because of that, because I love doing it, I, I have gained the skill and finesse to be able to do it at parties and for, and for other people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so what do you love when you are tied and you're in that space? I love the way it feels to be um to be you know it's like the ropes are, are around me it's that sensation that rush of oxytocin right and but it, what do you feel when I, you're i feel safe mm-hmm. empowered mm-hmm. sexy mm. and ready for the next thing mm. right interesting so it's a little bit like foreplay it yeah, opens it d- you up it definitely is exactly yeah, like, like that. an unfolding yes hmm. interesting yeah so, and people can, again, look you up on Instagram or something and send yeah, you a message if definitely. they want to learn you can find me if they don't want to go to the party, but they, they still want to figure out how to do this. Yeah, they right? can search for Boudoir Surreal on mm-hmm. Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or mm-hmm. also Karma Rope Shibari. Mm-hmm. So, and why please karma? do, please reach out. Why Karma? Um, <laughs> I, uh, you think you release some it, it's, Karma it's, it, in kar- the process? I don't know. I just like it, Karma is a play on my last name. It's, oh, okay. uh, my la- it's similar to my last name, so that's why. But it also evokes uh, positive. It evokes good feelings. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a sense of justice in the world. Mm-hmm. So I like that too. Yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah. So yeah, kind of like reclaiming a little bit, right? Taking the bondage away from the jailers. Yeah. And Turning so, it around into a form of so in, personal in, freedom. In, in BDSM, um, there's a dom and a sub, mm-hmm. and 
the sub gives power to the dom, and mm-hmm. the dom receives it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the best scenarios, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the most woke versions, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. That's what we hope for. Yeah, so. that's what you hope for, exactly. So that, uh, in a sense, the sub always um, has the last word, mm-hmm. right? Um, and do you switch, or you, um, because by time yourself, you give me the impression that you would switch, right? Because you become the object I, of I love, I love to get tied, I really right. do. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's tough to find, uh, I don't know, it's, it's skilled people, they're, they're, they're few and far between. So, but when I find someone, I, I let, I, you know, I, I'm always grateful for them whenever mm-hmm. they can tie me up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. So, ropes are powerful, though. So, you have to be careful because sometimes people, you have to create a space for doing this because ropes can have such an amazing thing for people. They can actually like make it so people will consent to things that they wouldn't otherwise. So it, people can get drunk on the ropes too. Mm. It's very, very powerful it's for very some reason. So what you do is you set boundaries beforehand, mm. tie them up. If they Then whatever they don't agree to beforehand, you continue with that or within reason of appropriate. And then you wait, you wait or for a period of time, or you go get a meal together, or you see if you still want to spend time together, and then you, you do things later. Mm. And that's what, people, that's what people are doing. The right, that's the right way to go about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, but gotcha. if, if people are meant to be, they find a way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the most common, I mean, the cliche understanding of it would be that you get tied up, and then someone, you know, does a little... Uh, Whatever, whipping or mm-hmm. paddling or flogging or, flogging, or tasing right. or shocking or well, all kinds of sensation yes, stuff. Electroshocking, <laughs> right, all that stuff. I yeah. mean, what else would you be, you know, kind of like opened up for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all, that's all the negotiation yeah. that's discussed like in advance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll continue to try to translate these for the average audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of heavy like stuff we're talking about. Call. Well, but that's like our calling, right? We want you know people to incorporate this without mm-hmm. feeling that they have to like change their identity and go on fat life and mm-hmm. you know like buy the expensive gear mm-hmm. and you know invest in like outfits and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people just want to vary their their own sexual practice a little and incorporate like kink but you know for fun without going way far unless they yeah inadvertently discover an aspect of their sexuality they didn't know before which can happen you know but also like you can go into a phase and then get out of it like try things and then move on like you were from went to exhibitionism and then you discovered you like the Mm -hmm. rope bondage more and who knows what you be doing 10 years from now right right yeah i i I wish i knew i'm excited (laughs) to find out (laughs) yeah okay so hip tundra hip tundra um you guys what what would you like to tell me about it yeah thank you um how long have you been doing it first of all Uh, about over 10 years Mm -hmm. and um well, the way I would like to explain how we came into yeah, that'd Tantra. be great, Catherine. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, we met in '98 in Miami, oh, okay. and um, we got married, had a child, and after the first child, I experienced some blockages mm-hmm. uh, sexually mm-hmm. and w- with my intimacy um, due to you know some issues during childbirth and. 
other things. And also after you have a child, often you experience a low in libido, mm -hmm. which I've heard from many women. So that was my case. And I really didn't want to um, risk a chance to damage our relationship because we were very much in love with each other. Yet there was a disconnect mm. physically which led also to emotional disconnect. So um, I looked for different solutions to solve this, went to regular therapy, traditional therapy. I mean, that helped a little bit, but we got stuck in the story of, you know, how right, do you right, feel? Yeah, just yeah, talking, yeah, talking, right. What, but back to your childhood or whatever. Yeah, all this mm -hmm. stuff, but that's the past. Mm -hmm. um, so what I want, what we wanted, what I wanted was to connect mm -hmm. with my husband. Mm -hmm. So after different experiences and searching different directions, we ended up finding Tantra. We actually traveled around the world. We left everything. Oh, how fun. How fun, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so wait, wait, so he took a break from it, it, work? Yes. Or you both took a break from work? Mm -hmm. Actually lost my job. Oh. And just at the time when we were thinking about going travel. Oh, okay. And so, so we all said, worked okay. out. It, it was yeah. meant to yeah. be. You said it was meant to be. Right. It was the perfect opportunity. We had been going to Burning Man mm -hmm. many years and that was kind of the path to opening. Right to opening to different possibilities and mm -hmm. we really wanted to explore mm -hmm. California, maybe find a new place to live. And I was drawn to California because there was a lot of um, esoteric and mm -hmm. consciousness going on there and things that I couldn't grasp in Miami yeah. that I have to go and find it. Yeah. So we just went, leaving everything behind. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually after the second child. Mm -hmm. So we grabbed our kids, two kids, mm -hmm. and uh, just went with one suitcase each. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It was just freedom, liberation, yeah. Yeah. and uh, wow. mm -hmm. let's go into the unknown, mm -hmm. which led us to California mm -hmm. and to a healer um, that was doing uh, tantric um, massage for couples. Mm. So we first experienced a massage with him, mm -hmm. and we felt something that we hadn't been feeling for a while. We got activated. Mm. I got activated, actually. Mm. So I, I asked him, what do you think we should do now after this? And he said, well, I think you guys should look into Tantra. So that sent us to Hawaii, where we took our first uh, classes of Tantra with uh, the School of uh, a, a Divine Feminine Institute. Mm -hmm. So the first, uh, the first session was just, um, practices that really, um, cleared the story and got us into presence with each other, forgetting about the goals, forgetting about all this tension and the traumas that we may have had or issues and just going back into the heart. Mm -hmm. So that was the main practice that for us was extremely um, useful useful, mm. and opened Cleansing? our eyes mm. to a different way of connecting. Because we, you know, I think a lot of times intimacy, we, we mix it with sexuality mm -hmm. and it, it's not necessarily the case. I mean, sexuality mm -hmm. can be disconnected from intimacy. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah. Tantra showed us a way to um, really embrace ourselves and our love for each other and awakening our sensuality and our sexuality through fun practices, playful practices that we can integrate in our life, mm -hmm. in everyday life, mm -hmm. which is busy, right? So, yeah. so yeah. what are some of those practices? Can you give us some examples? The first that comes to mind is mm -hmm. probably eye gazing, mm -hmm. uh, just communicating with your partner, just without a word, just mm -hmm. with the energy, just mm -hmm. by diving into the eyes, opening your heart to mm -hmm. your partner. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, uh, that's a typical one. Now, uh, there are other ways to connect and some are absolutely delicious, like, uh, caressing with a rose or mm -hmm. feeding some nice chocolate mm -hmm. or just um, nurturing each other also you know going back to the nurturing and that allows i think for a man uh, to learn to be a tantric lover is extremely empowering um, because it can, it learns to hold space for the feminine mm -hmm. and allow the feminine to be in whatever shape and form she wants to be in a vulnerability. And that I think will bring openness from the women sexually mm -hmm. also because she feels safe and she feels like she can really let mm -hmm. go in the arms of the man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically it sounds like slowing things down a little bit. It right? is, definitely. And then liberating the man very very much from like the performance uh, aspect where he feels like he's got to see this through. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the goal is anxiety. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's also Tantra uh, in Sanskrit means weaving the masculine and feminine mm -hmm. energy. And mm -hmm. it's also for the guy to connect with his feminine yeah, energy exactly. and let the woman give sometime mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. to be able to receive. So it mm -hmm. it allows the couple to to be more at the same level mm -hmm. and and become more powerful and more um, ha have a better relationship, a better mm -hmm. communication mm -hmm. and yeah, feel better. Mm -hmm. more, more balanced, right? It would mm -hmm. be more balanced. And it also means, Tantra means expansion. So we expand mm -hmm. our consciousness. It is a spiritual practice. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, the, the Tantra classes I took, not it's a long time ago, but um, they were almost always uh, breath work mm -hmm. um, with a partner, right? You know, naked. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Tantra, I find if the Tantra kind of like walked through here um, seems very watered down <laughs> that you know what I had experienced like years I mean decades ago uh, in India and then in Boulder Colorado was very much uh, a spiritual practice mm -hmm. you know there was like it was not about orgasm it was about connecting the breath to um, you know to like the physical experience of the body within mm -hmm. um, and Delaying everything, everything that we in the West, you know, uh, think we should, yeah, rush exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Tantra, Tantra has been uh, bring to the West, and 
uh, went in many directions. There is the mm-hmm. white tantra, the pink yeah, the tantra, white tantra, the red, the totally black different. tantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we stay in the pink pink tantra. Ah, I would pink. say. <laughs> uh, so what's pink? Ta- it's like before red. It's, like, uh, it's yeah. before right. red, exactly. <laughs> before red. We turn. We, it's we get like all turned on. R rated, but not X rated. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We, we get people to to get turned on yeah. through the senses yeah. and like foreplay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mind, body, heart, foreplay. I yeah. Would say. Yeah. And and really um, bringing uh, the our clients to. Um, to just discover new new things to new include things, in their right. life, right? right? That right. spice it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one way. I mean, he has the the, the ropes. That's another mm-hmm. way that would be yeah. more dark tantra. You know, we, we do have some practices in dark tantra mm-hmm. with ropes, where you know you get to surrender when you are tied up. Mm-hmm. You surrender, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pleasure in surrendering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's hip because like hip opener or <laughs> is it's it hot, an acronym? Ah, okay. Hot, inspiring, acronym. and playful. I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, playful, playful. The playful part is very important. Uh, uh, we are we are building up or boosting energy, uh, the second chakra energy, meaning the the um, life force energy and the second chakra is so the center of energy of chakra is uh, it's it's about sex but it's also about creativity and mm-hmm. about fun that's mm-hmm. what uh, turns around the second chakra so we mm-hmm. play boosting this energy means yes sensuality and teasing and but it's also laughing yeah it's also yeah. creating yeah and yeah. Uh, and we like uh, during our sessions or during our games like we will do at the boudoir surreal um we like to have people laugh play mm-hmm. dance Mm-hmm. And create, mm-hmm. and that the way we, yeah, we boost energy and then mm-hmm. allow people to move this energy in their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I I find that you know, first of all, good sex. You know, sex is good when you're like laughing and giggling and you know, laughing yeah. before and laughing laughing mm-hmm. right after orgasm. Like you know that it it opened up something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also find as a creative that kind of like going into sexual energy and not finishing, stopping it, and then going to work, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's such a better way to, you know, download, like if from the news, if you have a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so practically speaking, I think all of this stuff is useful. But, it, you know, in the West, we like need access to those, you know, those words. Um, Yes, and you know those ideas like accessibility. I feel is the thing that's it's you know key, yes. is the key, right? Getting and it I, out as much as possible. And I'm very happy to see, yes, that tantra has become much more um, yeah a popular much more word, familiar. Much yeah. More familiar. Uh-huh. yeah. So there's a lot of fear, and there has been a lot of fear around that word because automatically you say tantra, people think tantric sex. So um, what is tantric sex? What is tantric sex? Like tantric sex is a very not, not, not pink tantra. What do you think that tantric, tantric sex is? What is it that people are like afraid of? Hmm. Interesting question. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they are afraid of talking about sex. 
but but tantric sex on itself is seems to be absolutely fantastic. The mm-hmm. guy can last for hours. The woman will have multiple orgasm, and yeah, what else can you ask when you make uh, when you have uh, sex with somebody and and it's beautiful and it lasts and you don't want to stop and it doesn't need to stop and it builds your energy mm-hmm. and you get out from there so powerful and ready to move mountains mm-hmm. it's fantastic mm-hmm. but talking about it in public it's a different thing or even in private in i private. feel yeah. even in private right because mm-hmm. uh, people become self-conscious and they also it becomes too real sometimes like you know people are used to just kind of like finding, making their way into sex in some kind of like, um, you know, conqueror mm-hmm. aspect. <laughs> and then once they get to that place, uh, you know, letting go and, and going into some sort of like automatic zone, like whatever they know or whatever they've done or whatever, you know, their guesswork is, right? So becoming actually conscious makes them self-conscious, which makes it hard for them to go from there to being sexual because we've, equated being sexual with like not being aware, mm-hmm. like not being conscious, right? Kind of like you, you know, you're not yourself and that way you have permission to like be sexual. Okay. So when you go back into a space of consciousness, you know, for most people without practice, mm-hmm. uh, it becomes very f- scary, you know, and threatening because you, you feel like you're going to be judged. You feel like you're losing the passion, the heat, you know, the, the, the thing that kind of like pushes you beyond your familiar boundaries into another space. You feel like you're losing all of that. Um, and, and it makes your, you feel your partner will become also self-conscious or, you know, like creeped out. <laughs> so it's very important to kind of accept the fact that being present and being in like conscious space during sex, it's actually a turn on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we were saying with like the BDSM, be, you know, being able to talk about it in advance and having like the safe work word during it, and you know, being in sex space, but also being there enough, right, is a kind of like higher consciousness that participates. It's it's a much better way of doing it than kind of like yeah, than kind of like letting go. So what, what I like about the Tantra and what Kat and Serge have taught me is that um, it's like, um, and I, was, I was talking with um, another person at your party about this too, it's like she was, she was telling me how she was using Tantra to use her sexual energy to help gain um, insight into the problems she was dealing with in regular life. She was transferring that energy from that. And um, emotional energy is very powerful. And mm-hmm. sexual energy, you know, we have a source of it. It wells from within us. So Tantra is a way to take that and to help us give us the emotional energy to decide what to do next with our problems. So mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been very helpful for that for me. So And, and, Kat, and Kat and I have been working on that too. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have a favorite practice or exercise or something that um, takes you? Well, yeah, there? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, different kinds of like um, emotional exercises you can do for yourself mm-hmm. when you, you think about your chakras and you know, we all have seven chakras inside of us. They represent different kinds of emotions and experiences and things like that. And um, when they're, they're like wheels that are always turning, always putting out and always giving out energy. So when you put your focus on them 
And you know, you, you can sort of um, remind yourself to be compassionate with yourself. And it, it, it kind of calms you. And um, I've, I, I've turned that into my practice and it's been really helpful for me. So, so it's a form of medita meditative practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And you do that daily? Yeah, I do. When I'm having anxious, when I'm having anxiety, mm -hmm. or when I wake up in the morning, or when I feel like it, so <laughs> it works. I know I love yeah. doing it. So yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I would say that yes, it's not just you know a lot of people think that you have to be in a relationship to practice tantra, and actually you can do the practice by yourself because tantra says you are your own best lover, and it's actually a good idea to start when you are single. Mm -hmm. Because when you do meet the partner, you can actually bring the practice mm -hmm. into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it prepares you for love. Mm -hmm. um, Tantra is the ancient art of love. Mm -hmm. And it brings us to the meditations. And the practice it brings us to that frequency of love. Where we are into our hearts and live from the heart. And that in itself makes life so much more um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So, what's the puja circle, you know, ceremony that uh, you do? Uh, the puja is an uh, old tradition from tantra. Uh, we well, we have participated in a, in a few of them, and but the the pujas that we call Tantra Games, uh, that we are actually organizing are much more a fun experience between partners. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea is to have two circles, the man in the center, the woman uh, outside, and we try to have as many, I would say, uh, masculine energy than we have feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people pair each other and we do a, a game for three, five minutes. The game will be... A practice, a, a practice, practice, which is yeah. playful, right? We which call is it. playful. <laughs> so it can be um, feeling energy in the hands of uh, the person in front of you. It can be... Dancing for the other, so the dancing. art of seduction. We bring uh -huh. the art of seduction. The uh -huh. woman dances for the man and wakes him, awakens him. Uh -huh. Or um, uh, taking a feather and caressing the person's face and hands and body with the feather. Mimic mimicking. Uh, um, mirror dancing. So, mirror right? dancing. So we. Stand, one person leads with a dance or movement and the other person has to mirror uh -huh. so follow the other person so it's very interesting to, to you know again it's like surrendering right You're, there's a leader and the follower and then we can switch so we learn uh, so, different so you, relationship you skills yeah we practice for three to five minutes and then you thank the partner in front of you you crown again and you move, so you change partner, you step mm -hmm. on the side mm -hmm. and you arrive in front of a new partner mm -hmm. and you will do another exercise or mm -hmm. another game, mm -hmm. another practice. Mm -hmm. And it lasts 
as long as we want, actually. <laughs> Generally, until the, the initial partners uh, come back together. Okay. And, um, yeah, and it has the, it really gives a very funny and pleasant tone to the, to the evening. But at the same time, it is really about, uh, showing people, I won't say teaching, but showing people that there are plenty of practices that we have done when we were kids or when we were in mm. love or when mm. we were young, like riding in the back of the other and you try to remember what it is. It, it's this little exercise you were doing when you were 10 maybe mm. and doing it with your partner push you to connect, to, to really um, understand the other person without words. So it is, it is, uh, very, very pleasant for that, I would say. And what people say at the end of the puja, they feel this sense of oneness, of family. Like they've started with maybe strangers in the room, which is going to be the case at the, at the event. We will open the evening with the puja, uh, creating that sacred space. For people um, and to come to come and they're going to be with strangers so a little bit awkward maybe feeling a little bit and at ease and we bring them into that space and by the end they're going to feel like they know each other forever mm -hmm. they feel very comfortable and they mm -hmm. can enjoy the rest of the evening mm -hmm. and the other experiences mm -hmm. feeling completely safe mm -hmm. because they have connected mm -hmm. from that energy yeah yeah. Of love. Yeah. That's lovely. So, and what other experiences will come after the puja? So after play. the puja circle, yeah. we have, um, there's a, a play area we mm -hmm. have. We have a, a wax table. Mm -hmm. There's, um, a fruit platter. You can eat fruit off of someone. We also have, um, models walking around with different tasks like, um, uh, dominatrix and kidnapping and grape feeders and all kinds of sexy, sexy fun. What's a kidnapper? A kidnapper kidnaps someone, obviously. And take them and away. And takes them away. And <laughs> then they have to do what they say. And then the, the kidnappee mm -hmm. tells the, uh, the kidnapper, tells the kidnappee what to do. Mm -hmm. And they have to obey. Mm -hmm. But they agree beforehand, so it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, it's consensual kidnapping. Uh -huh. so. Are models both genders? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and, um, How many of them? Um, uh, we're, well, we're still we're we're still training people, mm -hmm. so there, there's there's many models. Okay. So, um, I think there's I think six right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we'll see who else wants to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, then there's um, let's see what else do we have? There's um, you have a tantra love coach who will kind of yes, he's he's facilitating he'll be guiding, the play facilitating area. The, the tantra love coach will be there. Uh huh. So. His name's Justin, real yeah. life. Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you have a, a red line, you know, where, in the, in the play? Is there? Well, people decide what, what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I don't think there's, um, there's anything that can't, as long as everyone's okay with it. Okay. So, and, um. And is the play area uh, open or do you have like little private spaces? No, it's an open play area. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so. And um, if you're comfortable with people watching you, then you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. So as long as you ask permission and everybody's okay. Mm -hmm. So but we, and we also have people watching to make sure everything is safe and that um, 
you know, everything goes the right way. Mm-hmm. So we have people trained in that way too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very experienced with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and been to many different kinds of play parties. We have, mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're called, uh, monitors. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trained in that's that right. kind of thing. Yeah. So we have people cool. doing yeah. that too. Yeah. So, um, and uh, everybody keeps an eye out mm-hmm. for what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we also have a, a bar. You can, you know, drink alcohol beverages too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a amazing pole dancer. Her name's Jade the Healer. Mm-hmm. We have a phenomenal burlesque performer from uh, Moulin Blue Cabaret. She's so amazing. I I'm so excited for her performance. What's her name? Cosette. Corset? Corset is oh, her corset. name. Corset, okay. yeah. Not corset. <laughs> no, not corset. That's not her name. <laughs> so she's going to do okay. a really great job. Yeah. And, um, and then you have the body painter. Cause who? They will... Yeah, and we're going to do, be doing some body painting too. Mm-hmm. We'll have at least one body painter. I'm talking mm-hmm. to another one right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get body painted for your costume... You come a little early, and we can take care of that for you. We'd love to do that. They're, these people are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing what yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great experience if you haven't, yeah. True works of art. Yeah, because you kind of see your body in a totally new way. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's very sexy. Yeah. So very empowering. Uh-huh. So empowering is one of the themes of the night, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, also, you know, what we've been working on is amazing artwork. I'm creating so much amazing artwork, paintings. We're going to... You know, the theme is boudoir surreal. Mm-hmm. And surreal paintings have this sort of like larger than life quality or external to life things you wouldn't see in real life. Mm-hmm. And so we've, that's really been like a big inspiration. It's being held at an art gallery. So we're having an amazing surrealist painter, very sexual painter. His name is Claudio, Claudio mm-hmm. Kashka. He's mm-hmm. going to be featuring his artwork. And I'm also like, I guess I'm a painter now too, because I've been painting like so much stuff, all these different kinds of like, abstract art pieces that are going to hang from the ceiling. We're going to transform the space. It's going to look like you're going into a whole other world. Mm. Like um, uh, reams and reams of paper with paint, um, neon glowing lights, UV black lights. The theme, there's there's five dress codes. Tuxedo or lingerie, which is traditional sexy masquerade. Mm-hmm. Then we get into, then there's Burning Man themed because a lot of the people are, are Burning Man themed, which sort the of burners, goes into the surreal. Right? Yeah, the burners, yeah. There's going to be a lot of burners there. And then we get into the more surreal aspects of things, the body art, the body paint. Mm-hmm. You can dress in neon mm-hmm. and also the fetish because I have my roots in the Shibari yeah, and the course. BDSM. Yeah, yeah. But we really, I really want, my dream was to transform the space, take a blank canvas, mm-hmm. which is an art gallery, it's a warehouse mm-hmm. space, and cover the place with fluorescent, fluorescent paintings and black lights everywhere and it's going to be fun. so so yeah. amazing looking yeah. to go and you have inside. A DJ, and oh, we have an amazing DJ also. He's mm-hmm. a his name's Mark Salner. Mm-hmm. He runs the Universal Love Tribe and he works events all the time. He has his own amazing professional equipment and he's bringing um uh some guest DJs with him too. So I think Sounds Mark like Florence a great is going Yeah, it's going to be an amazing party. Just, yeah, so long as like people hear about it, I don't know how they would. Well, we've we've, we've been advertising count. on Facebook, right. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We bought ads. Um, we've been networking, going to different kinds of things like this, mm-hmm. bringing my my setup to different kinds of parties. So, and we're having a really amazing turnout. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very excited yeah. about all yeah. that. Yeah, so hopefully they'll happen more regularly. Oh, definitely. The yeah. next one. The next one we haven't decided if we're going to do one either for Art Basel, for New Year's, or Valentine's Day. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those three. We're not sure yet. Yeah. So we want to see how this one goes first, and then we're going to make yeah. a decision. And yeah. we also might make just maybe do both. B- well, maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. We'll see. One, one yeah. day at a time. I want to finish this one first yeah. and then plan for the it's next like one. It's like New Year's <laughs> to Valentine's. There is enough time. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you want to finish this one. But I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, like, word of mouth will get, you know, double or triple the amount of people who will come to the next one. Oh, I really hope everyone so. Everyone has a good time. We'll tell their friends who will be like, when's the next one? Okay, everyone who so. comes has to have a good time. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Listen, I know yeah. I know some of you are coming, so <laughs> we'll make sure. Yeah. We'll make sure every time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be coming. Yes. There's a good team in place. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ian, for organizing this party. Yeah. Oh, tell me yeah. something, I'm sorry. Tell me one last thing. What's the connection with the Rothschilds and Salvador Dali? Oh, so in the nineteen seventies, um there was a, a socialite named Rothschild. Uh, who lives, I think, in Long Island. I'm not sure. But they made an amazing uh, surrealist ball. He did. You know, or or it, was, did. it was a woman. It was okay. a woman. And um, it was, it's been an inspiration for so many parties in that. The traditional masquerade ball, um, the eyes wide shut galas, all the, uh, the, um, the, what do you call it, the Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. It all comes from that. Mm-hmm. So the people came dressed as surrealist paintings. Mm-hmm. Some of them had body paint, they had amazing hats, they had all this kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and the idea was that people need an escape. People need to free their identity and then reemerge as something new. So that's the, that's the goal of these kinds of events. And that relates to like, you know, the Burning Man. It relates to the fetish world. They're places that are, um, subcultures and countercultures. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if you study sociology, you know that society needs these places. Oh, and yeah. this is where social, these oh, are the yeah. kinds of places where social change where happens. change happens, exactly. Yeah. Sexuality yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, on one hand, it's, you know, traditionally behind closed doors because it's so personal to us. But what's great about this place is it's a way to express your sexuality in a public way mm-hmm. and where everyone's going to have the same kind of mindset. Right. And you will, you will, Reemerge. You will. Yeah. You will put on yeah. a cocoon and, and come out a different person yeah. from this. Yeah. That's always what yeah. happens. That's yeah. why I love doing it. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And I feel that this is a great time. You know, entering the Aquarian age. I mean, we have a little while to go, but by the beginning of 2020, we will have left behind us, you know, a bunch of like planetary conjunctions that have not been helpful, <laughs> and will be, you know, in the Aquarian age. And I feel like a new sexual revolution is going to come up. So, you know, it's important for people to, like, learn, open up, you know, listen, speak, and um, mm-hmm. join us. Yeah. Okay, thank you for coming. And uh, everyone out there, thank you for listening. I remember the parties this uh, Saturday. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer. <laughs> and until next episode, speak sex. I could make love incessantly, I would be God.